0: Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey, good evening Facebook family. Welcome to another episode of Post Daily Dose with me, your trusted parenting advisor, faithful guide and servant on the healing journey. What's my name? Big Papa Brian Post. Happy Monday to all of you. Hope you're having a very manic Monday. Can't say that I'm necessarily having a manic Monday. Not a manic high, not a manic low. Just a Monday, so hope that's a, a much, much, much more mania, excited mania in your life because living in a manic status, especially when it's that high, it's got to be good. Um, so just getting back home from a uh, five-hour trip with a few of my boys, we went down, went down south to Ukiah. I've got one of my kiddos; he uh, has a grandfather that's very ill. His grandfather adopted him when he was five years old, and and um, the grandfather's now dying. Um, I mentioned this to you guys in another daily dose, so we went down to see him. Hello there, Mimi. And um, it really made me. It made me think um, not only just about how fragile and how precious life is, but how how much we how much emphasis we can put on certain things as parents, and then the reality is is those things have very very little importance in the greater scheme of love. You know, if the divine scheme is love, then then a lot of the things that we stress out over um really have very little importance when it comes right down to life and death and and um you know, I was thinking about that. That's why today's episode is life lessons in love because you know, when I took um my kiddo went to see his his grandfather yesterday, and it had been a few few months since he had seen him. Um, and when he saw him last, actually, he was, in all appearances, in good health. And they had had, you know, this grandfather's been raising this little boy. He's 12 now, almost 13. He's been raising him since he was five. Was his first first five years of life, he kind of raised himself, and and um, so he's pretty self-sufficient, and independent. What I call oftentimes parentified, you know he kind of looks after himself, takes care of himself, and um that was that was hard hey Ashley D that was hard for the grandfather. it would oftentimes create quite a bit of conflict between the two of them just because you know in many instances my kiddo would you know he just kind of. Mosey have to do whatever it was he felt like he wanted to do whether that was getting in his grandpa's tools or whether it was you know not going to the after school program just coming home. You know nothing, nothing bad but things if you are number one really old school and number two if you are prone towards fear um, can seem really scary and then it just kind of escalated over time. but. You know those things anything other than love, you know, it's one thing to teach our kids lessons. It's one thing to to be responsible for guiding them. Proverbs says, raise up a child in the way they should go. Another translation is raise up a child until they are mature and when they are Um, raise up a child in the way they should go and when they are mature they will not depart from it or raise up a child in the way they shall go and when they are old they will not not depart from it. It is one thing to teach a child lessons, right? Um, And we tend, as adults, we tend to... lessons. Whether it's lessons of manners, whether it's lessons of chores, whether it's lessons of respect lessons of of getting your sleep, lessons of paying attention, lessons of being compliant, lessons of behavior, lessons of socialization, lessons of how you sit and pay attention in school. I mean, we have all these freaking lessons, ad nauseum lessons, that we're all the time focused on teaching our children. And some of us go go to real battle we go to real battle with our children, sometimes to the point that they can't even stay in our homes. I mean, the, the, the frustration that occurs between us teaching our children lessons and them gaining and grasping, grasping those lessons can get so bad that a child can't even remain in the home. And when that happens, you know, usually it's the child that loses. You know, I've got several kids that we serve right now who've been in residential treatment centers for three years. You know, that they lose because they lose the family. And I think a lot of people don't realize even when a child comes into respite, the child's losing. You know, we, in my respite, we create as much love and acceptance and understanding and flexibility as we possibly can because our overarching goal is to help regulate the child's nervous system so that they can just relax. Because we're taking a child out of a home in those instances and giving the parents a chance to take a break, so it's only natural that the kids should have an opportunity to take a break. And You you bring those, when you understand stress and you understand love and you understand negative and positive feedback loops, then you understand how, it is, how important it is for everyone's physiology to settle down. Well, some of those lessons in some families get so big that the kids can't even remain home, and you know, I I I say to I say to you all time and time again and I say to every parent I work with relationship is the most important thing. Sometimes we let our our fear about our children gaining lessons and not gaining lessons, hey there Hillary. We let our we let those our fear about our children gaining lessons and not gaining lessons become greater than the relationship and ultimately the love that we communicate to them. When the lessons, when we are so obsessed about the lessons that they end up feeling less love, then everyone's losing. Because we can be so obsessed about teaching our children lessons and less obsessed about helping them to feel loved. And when we take our last breath, what are our children left with? Do you think your child's going to be left with all those lessons that they didn't get to yell at them and shame them and, and punish them and take stuff away? Do you think that's what's, what's going to be left with them? Do you think that they even remember those things? No. The only thing they're going to be left with is whether they felt loved or whether they didn't feel loved. And that's what's going to guide them for the rest of their lives. Their experience of love is ultimately what's going to guide them for the rest of their lives. And if they didn't experience love, that's what's going to guide them for the rest of their life. Their experience of fear is going to guide them for the rest of their lives. Do you think any of those lessons make any difference? They don't. But we become so obsessed. We become so obsessed about teaching our children right and wrong and this and that. Create so much turmoil in our in our relationships and in our homes. That when it's too late, it's too late. And I'm I, I mean, I'm literally looking at a situation right now where it's too late. This child's ability to feel to have felt love is diminished because there was so there's so much focus on the lessons. Gina says. Yes, and as a white parent of a black child, that fear can be really big. Working on more love, strength, more empowerment. Good for you, Gina. Good for you. And it, it can be, it, it it can be absolutely for a white parent with a black child. But the the sad truth is, Gina, if you're a parent, if you are a parent and you have been raised by parents and they were raised by parents in our society, you have a much harder time. Standing in the midst of love than you do in fear, because we live in a fear based society. We are so motivated by fear that it clouds our judgment, it clouds our logic, it clouds our our ability to remember and it certainly clouds our faith in the Lord. That is the one thing that keeps us out of love fear fear' is what keeps us out of love and so I just want you guys to think. And sometimes I know it's just hard, but I get these opportunities. I get these great opportunities, these great blessings of seeing this enormous amount of pain. I, I see people in an enormous amount of pain almost every single day. And so I get these constant reflections that what matters most is relationship and love. It, the lessons don't matter. Children learn 80% of the time. They don't hear it. It's not a matter of hearing what you say. It's, it's a matter of learning from how you feel when you do and say the things that you do. It's not hearing and it's not even watching. It's feeling. They model your feeling of the things you say and the feeling of the things you do. Not the words you use. The words are great, but mostly they model the love. And sadly, we live in so much fear that we cannot be present in this moment. This moment is all we have. And I just, I beg of you, try to find the moments of love and try to calm calm that fear within yourself that gets so big. You know, when you're so focused and obsessed on lessons, your child's going to have time for lessons, to learn lessons their entire life. We never stop learning lessons. Some of us grow up and we're, we're able to, to do the things or our parents taught us to do and some of us aren't. And sometimes we just have to learn and grow and that's pretty much what all of us have to do. Your your parents needed more growth. They needed to challenge themselves more. I'm, I'm speaking to you right now. I'm speaking to you parents and I'm telling you, your parents needed more growth. It was not your fault. The things that they tried to tell you to do was oftentimes act, do as I do, not as I do. Do as I say, not as I do. They stop challenging themselves. They stop looking within. They stop trying to be present and mindful. They stop trying to be understanding and supportive of, of who you are and where you were and what your journey was. Some of them got so busy with freaking work, they just left you to attend to your siblings all day long. Some of them just weren't even there. Some of them just left. Some of your, some of the fathers that raised you all just abandoned you at early ages. Some of your mothers were too depressed to get out of bed. And sometimes mothers abandoned you. Your, your, your mother may have abandoned you. But see, you carry so many of those messages in those stories. John Bowlby said, The first three years of life established the blueprints for all of our future relationships. The decade of the brain actually shows us that that's from conception. From conception to the age of five establishes the blueprints for all of our future relationships. Not right now when you're 45 or 50 or, or 55 and your kid's 12. No, how you relate to your child is by and large based on how your parents related to you. Plain and simple. And unless you're paying enormous amounts of attention and energy to where you are in the present moment, you are going to do, by and large, what your parents did. Simple as that. And nine times out of ten, that's going to be fear. Nine times out of ten. Leave your children with a legacy of love. Leave them with a legacy of love. Leave your children with a legacy of love, not with fear and not with control, because when it's too late, it's too late. When you're in that hospital bed and you're hugging your child for the last time and, and you're saying I'm sorry and I love you and, and do well, it's too late all the lesson, all the learning is done, all the teaching is done. But did you leave them with a legacy of love? That's the question you need to ask yourself. I hope you guys have a good evening. Remember, in any given situation, we always have two choices. We can continue to react from a place of stress and fear and overwhelm. Those are our blueprints. We are imprinted for that to immediately become fearful, or we can stop, we can slow down, take three to ten deep breaths, and choose love. I hope you will choose love. God bless you. Big Papa loves you. I'll see you tomorrow.